This is Tim Doyle, lead pastor of Restoration Church. Welcome to our weekly podcast featuring content from our worship celebrations at Second and Francis in beautiful, historic downtown St. Joseph, Missouri. We exist to love, lead, and launch people in their destiny in God. For notes about today's message or for more information online about Restoration Church, visit restorationstj.com. Here's today's message. Hi everyone from the St. Joseph area and Restoration Church. My name is Tom de Waal from Frontrunners Ministries in the Netherlands and I'm looking forward to be with you at the Restoration Church. I will be with you from the 22nd till the 26th of May in Restoration Church for a week of revival with the theme Let Faith Arise. I really believe this week is in God's timing. Both Pastor Tim Doyle and I felt in our spirits God is up to something special. And even every time I think about this week, I feel an excitement and a fire in my spirit. So I want you to invite you to come and experience a week of revival. We are believing God for a mighty outpouring of His Holy Spirit. And I pray the spirit and the gift of faith will be imparted to everybody who comes to the meetings. And it is the power of faith that makes everything possible. It makes the impossible possible. So we are believing in God for a great breakthrough, miracle signs and wonders, and I hope to see you there. God bless you until May. Amen. Give uh, Tom DeWall a hand. I tell you, I don't know what God's up to, but here's what I do know. It's good. It's always good, right? Whatever God does is good. Hey, welcome to Restoration this morning. So glad you're here. If it's your first time or if you're watching this online church, let's give our uh, viewers and our visitors a hand this morning. Super glad that you're here. I want to just add a couple of things to what uh, we just heard about VBS. I'm so excited about that. We've got so many things coming up here in the next couple of months, including Pastor Tom. Um, you know, we've only met a couple of times, and we just knew that something was going on. And, and uh, just, I just want you to get plenty of notice to reserve that week. It's the 26th, 22nd through the 26th. And, of course, before that, we have Wonderful Women's Day uh, coming up next Sunday. Some people call it Mother's Day. For us, it's Wonderful Women's Day. Would you welcome the wonderful woman today in the house, the First Lady? She's got to want to tell people what's going on, especially with um, the Bambinos. Yes, next week, I'm going to be sure my arm. Not yet. <laughs> Hello. Shane's working on you. Hi, Sean. Oh, there, there I am. Hello, loud and clear. Um, I want to be sure that if you have a baby, we're dedicating babies next week, so you need to get signed up so we have your name on a uh, the baby's name on a certificate. And I have to say, um, be sure and invite your family to come with you next week. Uh, we have a special. Our gift this year is really unique. I've been working on a painting on the wall. No peeking. Yeah, no, no peeking. And... Uh, I have a professional photographer coming, and after the service, we'll have her taking pictures of the families together back there by the painting, and I'm pretty excited. I just got back from a conference, a business conference, but it was a Christian business conference, and actually, I haven't been able to tell Pastor Tim about it, because when I talk about it, I cry, and um, it's just awesome, because sometimes you need to get out of your own house. That's right and hear from the Lord, and so I'm just, I believe that God is going to touch you next week. Amen, I believe it too. Hey, so if you want to sign up your kiddos um, at the info desk, Beth and, I can't tell, Rose, yeah, Beth and Rose are back there, so they'll be glad to take your name and all information. We need full name, 
We need mom and dad's name. We need birthday. We need weight, social security number. No, I don't need any of that. But just, just let us know because we love, love, love dedicating the babies. Also, on May the 19th, uh, which is a couple of weeks away, we have uh, a real special uh, couple of guests I'm super excited about. James Harris and Sarah McKinnis are coming back together that day. And also that day we're launching what we call Restoration Life. This is our sort of welcome to restoration class. So if you're newer to this outfit and you want to learn more about us and what makes us tick and what makes our heart beat faster and what we love about the mission God's given us, we'll be meeting in the coffee shop uh, at nine o'clock just before service. Pastor Randy will be leading you through four weeks of just getting to know you, getting to know all. Actually, it's you getting to know about us is what it is. So you're, you're, you're safe. We have a little light breakfast there for you in there. So again, if you're newer to restoration, that's for you. So I'd love to invite you you to that as well. Okay. Wow. We have a lot here on the docket this morning. Why don't you turn quickly to Isaiah 56. Just want to set something up here for you today. Isaiah 56. I just want to say, if you don't know it already, you you need to know, is that Jesus has a distinct assignment on this house. It doesn't make us any better than any other place that worships Jesus, okay? I mean, We had 30 pastors come together on Thursday night for the National Day of Prayer. Just remarkable. Yeah, it was. Thank you, Gina. Um, You know, it's just so interesting um, what the Lord is up to right now. And I believe, though, even though that, that we are a part of the larger body, we're on the same team, we're for each other, no question. But there is a distinct assignment on this house that we have to fulfill. And I heard a pastor this morning say this. He said, what you fail to honor will eventually exit your life. Think about that. What you fail to honor will eventually exit your life. That's powerful. That applies in marriage. It applies in relationships. Um, Just let that one sink in. There There was a call on this house. I mean, I just cannot tell you, everywhere I go, that call is affirmed by people I've never met in other countries who will just randomly tell me, there's a call on your ministry to reach the nations. I mean, everywhere I go. No accident that for me, I mean, I, do, I was raised <laughs> in about as extreme a poverty as you can find in America, Okay. And yet, why did the Lord choose to send little old me to the Middle East? I moved to Israel when I was 23 years old. And then I came back to the U.S. and led mission teams to the Soviet Union when it was still communist, to Northern Ireland, been to the Dominican Republic nine times, to West Africa twice, to First Nations reservations in Montana and Oklahoma. It's like, what is going on? I'll tell you what's going on is that God has a call to reach the nations through this house. That's what's going on. And again, <laughs> we have to recognize it so we can give attention, so that we can lean into that and give our, our, our affection, our, our love, our emotion, our, our strength to that call, because what we fail to honor will eventually exit our lives. Are you hearing me? It's so critical that we understand that. 
Last Sunday morning in prayer, pre-service prayer, the Lord spoke a word to my heart and, and I just like, you know. And you all know the history, I'm not gonna go into it, but the, the largest migration in human history passed in front of our building from all different nations on their way west to the westward expansion. So you're talking about all these nationalities and ethnicities coming to this city to be resourced, equipped, and launched to their destiny. And the Lord said, you need to call this street the Avenue of Nations. And it just, it just hit me. Of course, last Sunday we had Bishop Paul with us, so really strong representation of that. And then last Sunday night at Sanctuary, wow, you guys. I mean, I, I, every time we get together like that, the Lord just does something powerful. And there were about 20 of us here representing five different nations. Listen to that. Out of 20 people, five nations. We had representation from Togo, of course. We had uh, Puerto Rico. We had Guatemala. We had Ethiopia in the house. And we had First Nations in the house. And we came together down here and just said yes (laughs) and blessed that call. And I believe something is shifting and something is moving. The dream the Lord gave me about this house long before I even knew I was going to be a pastor was that the composition of this house was gonna look a whole lot different than the typical congregation in St. Joseph. And I believe it's already beginning to happen. And I say yes and amen to that. I want it, I want it. And we've never seen it before. We don't know what, it's, what it looks like, but I'm ready to go. And Jesus is willing to lead us. And I want you to focus here on Isaiah 56. And now later this month, the Netherlands are invading, right? It's like, just, wow, Jesus, what are you up to? I think he's up to Isaiah 56. Reading from the message. It says, guard my common good. Do what's right and do it in the right way, for salvation is just around the corner. My setting things right is about to go into action. This is a prophecy. How blessed are you who enter into these things, you men and women who embrace them, who keep Sabbath and don't defile it, who watch your step, don't do anything evil. Make sure no outside, outsider who now follows God ever has occasion to say, God put me in second class. I don't really belong. Are you hearing this? This is strong stuff. Verse four, for God says to the mutilated who keep my Sabbaths and choose what delights me and keep a firm grip on my covenant, I'll provide them an honored place in my family and within my city, even more honored than that of sons and daughters. I'll confer permanent honors on them that will never be revoked. And as for the outsiders who now follow me, working for me, loving my name and wanting to be my servants, all who keep Sabbath and don't defile it, holding fast to my covenant, I'll bring them to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer. They'll be welcome to worship the same as the insiders, to bring burnt offerings and sacrifices to my altar. Oh yes, my house of worship will be known as a house of prayer for all people. Other versions say all nations. The decree of the master, God himself, who gathers in the exiles of Israel, will also gather others as well, gathering them in with those already prepared. You better revisit that this week. Read Isaiah 56 again. 
God is preparing this house to be a place where all people are welcome, all people can gather. The Lord spoke to me in that same dream when I saw this house and I, and I knew that he was preparing us for something special. He said, I'll call this place sanctuary for here my people will find rest. And I believe that includes people of all nations. Um, I think that we're, set, we're being set up for something very special. And I'm just excited about it. I welcome it. We just say yes, Jesus, to it. And yeah, come on. I'm excited today to tag team with a brother of mine who uh, I've not known that long. Uh, Jose and Erica came to Restoration several months ago. And immediately our hearts did a, you know, a meld here. And we love this little family that God has brought our way. These were two who stood with us on the rooftop uh, New Year's Eve and blew the shofar. And uh, it was cold and it was icy, but God honored that. And you remember the story that, that after we did that, we were on our way back in so we wouldn't freeze to death. And before we climbed down the rickety ladder to get back on the elevator, we heard another shofar on the wind. We heard the answer from heaven, I'm telling you, that this is going to be a special year. And I, and I really believe that we're seeing that happen now. Jose has a call on his life to minister to Spanish-speaking churches, and he is most weekends not here because they're traveling around ministering, not only regionally, but beyond that. I so love and appreciate what God has brought to this house, what he's bringing to this house. And today I invited Jose to join me in bringing the word of God. So would you stand to your feet? Because what you fail to honor will eventually exit your life. And we honor and welcome the man of God to the house. Jose Rodriguez. Come on. Come on. Let me see. Let me help you. Let me help you. There you go. Praise the Lord. Yes. God is good. So good. It's a pleasure to be here tonight, today, and to be part of this platform to share the word of God. I feel a little bit nervous because <laughs> you, have, you, you are responsible to, to listen to the Holy Spirit. It's not, not, not because the people is to, to say what God needs to say today. Amen? Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. I just ask you, Holy Spirit, that guide, lead us to the word that you want to speak tonight, today. Holy Spirit, the Ruha Kodesh, help us to understand. Give us knowledge. Give us understanding to understand your words. Thank you, O Lord, for another day. Because this day is a day to arise, to take what is what is you have said for us and everything you have done for us. Thank you, Father. You are good, Father. Thank you for dying on the cross. 
Thank you for shedding the blood for us. Thank you. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. As I begin to read, I want to speak to the subject of purpose. And everybody knows, and some people think they know about purpose. Purpose is a word that everybody kind of know, but they don't really know what's behind of that word. And purpose is the thing that has been done, or it's the thing that have been, you have been created to do. That's what purpose means. But purpose in the Bible is different. Because in the Bible, it's only one purpose. It's only God's purpose. And sometimes, the missing understood of God's purpose into our purpose is different. Because in Proverbs chapter 19, this is what it said. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 20. Look at what it said. 21. Verse 21. Say, many are the plan in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that will prevail. Many is the plan in the man's heart, but God's purpose is the one that will prevail. Purpose and another definition is counsel. And purpose, the purpose of God is to be the, of the same image of Jesus Christ. And say in Romans chapter 8, verse 28 and 29, that he brought us, we are chosen to God's purpose to be as the same image as the Son. Jesus Christ. Now, did you know your purpose? Did you know why you're here for? Did you know your potential? I got a few questions that I want to ask you. And the first question is, who am I? Because if you don't know who you are, you don't know what's purpose. If you don't know why you're here, that's the next question. You're going to waste your life because you never understand what was your purpose. And there's a lot of people out there that they don't understand why they're here for. And that's our work as a church to let them know and to reveal Jesus to them as so they can know they have a purpose too. That's what we're here for. We come right here not just to do church, but to complete, to fulfill our purpose in here. Purpose is real critical because I find something in life that when I realize that in my life, it, it just give me a lot of strength. 
And I find out that the greatest thing can happen to a person is not death. I find out that the greatest thing that can happen to a person is least without a purpose. It's breathing air, eating food, and they don't know why they do it. That's the thing that I find out. You know what else I find out? That the richest place in the world is not the diamond in Africa. It's not the Gulf in, in Mexico. You know what's the richest place in the world? The grave. Do you know why? Because people die and they never achieve more because nobody told them or they never found out what was the purpose. And you know why I want to talk about purpose? Because there's a purpose of God for you and here to fulfill. There's a lot of potential in you that you need to be manifested to bring it out. What is potential? Potential is unused power. It's power, it's thing that I had not done. It's thing that I don't have been complete. That's potential. Everyone in here got a potential and a purpose. And what I like about the scripture that it said that God's purpose prevail. God's purpose is staying firm. So it don't matter what circumstances you're going through right now. But what I can say is that God's purpose on your life and we are staying forever. But you need to understand who are you? Why you here for? Where you came from? Someone of you, you say, well, I'm a doctor. I'm not saying what's your profession. I'm saying, who are you? Because within you, there's a man. It needs to come out to fulfill the purpose. We can never mix what's your profession or the place you was born with the question of who are you and where you came from and what you're here for. Because if you don't know what you're here for, you waste your life. You're doing the stuff that's going to break the purpose that God got for you. And that's why a lot of people don't complete the purpose. Why? Because if you don't understand purpose, you start doing things that you're not supposed to do. We, we, when I understand this purpose, my life just arise. My, I just wake up like, wow. Why? Because I understand if I start smoking, I will break my lung. If I start drinking, I will destroy my liver. If I start having sex without being married, I'm going to have some babies that I can afford. And that's why I understand, when I understand purpose, it just rises me up. Are we here? Yeah. I'm going to read another scripture. 
Psalm 33, verse 11. Psalm 33, verse 11, in the new version. But the plant of the Lord stand firm forever. The purpose of his heart through all generations. There's a potential that God put in you. When God in Genesis created the man, and he created the man in his own image, in his own likeness, every manufacturer creates something built into success. Every manufacturer creates something built into success. So some of you guys got an Apple iPhone, right, or an iPad. And that iPad got a, an image of what? An Apple. And Apple, before that image, it was placed in that device, they test the iPad. They test, they test the Apple I mean, the, uh, the device before it left the company. And they made sure that everything to success, it should be built into it. Now, when you buy the iPad, the first thing you open the box, you're not going to find the iPad. What's the first thing you see? A book. And that book, what's it called? The manual. Manual, it means manual to think and or mean to make. So what does it mean is the maker's mind on purpose. The maker's mind on purpose. So if you start reading the manual, what you see? Promise and laws. And they say, if you read me completely, you're never going to have a problem with this book, with the device. How many, how many of you read the book? <laughs> Raise your hand. <laughs> See, we went straight to the device. We didn't, we didn't read it. And that's promise and law. And so you, this brother, it will perform this. This brother, it will do this. But when I get to the law, it say, do not operate in the water. The thing is, the manufacturer, he doesn't explain why. He just say, do not. Because every, every, every creator, it doesn't explain law. They just put law because the law is being into success. The law is not to kill you. It's to, to make you successful. Because if you follow this law, you will be successful. God told uh, Joshua, if you follow my law and keep it on your mind, keep it on your heart, you will have success. Give it to Jesus. So success 
is predictable. Success is predictable. You can predict success, but failure is also predictable. Is that right? Because success is predictable because the manufacturing built into it. When God created the man, he created the first thing he put in the man. What did he put? His image. He made sure that that product cast its own image. Now, when he placed his image, he placed the potential. And he said, I will bless them. And he said, he blessed them. Bless them, it mean Barack. He put everything that the man do, the man need for his purpose. So basically, he placed in Adam all the potential that he need to be successful. If you not success, if you not success, you fail, and that's what happened to Adam. Adam fell. And when a man fell, God's reputation goes bad. Hmm. So your success is good for God. Because everything that you manifest of God's purpose, it will, will, it will prevail. But if you don't do it, God's reputation goes bad. Let me tell you why. <laughs> why God reputation go bad? Because some people's gonna say, well, if you're talking about Jesus, why he don't manifestate Jesus? Why I cannot see him? Because you can talk about Jesus, but some people want to see it. People of this generation want to see fruits. They want to show me. Because the science is so corrupt today, but it's good at the same time. But when you don't manifest your gift and your potential, God's reputation goes bad. Because pe people are going to say, well, if he's a Christian, why he don't show it? Amen. So, Everything is built into success. But every one of you got a potential to manifest that. Let's go to uh, Isaiah. 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 Chapter 46. If you put that on the screen. Isaiah, Isaiah, chapter 46, verse 8 to 10. And I will close with this one. Everybody's there? The verse 8 say, remember this. Are you here? Keep it in mind. Take it on your heart. He's saying the three words. <laughs> that is the same thing. 
Remember this. Do not forget. Put it on your heart. And then, look at what I say. Your Bible. Remember the former, the former things. Those a long ago. I am God. And there's no other. I am God. And there's no one like me. I make know the end from the beginning, from ancient time. What is still to come? I say, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that that pays me. Remember this. Don't forget this. Keep it on your mind. He said, I am God, and there's no God like me. Why? He said, because I finished the end first, and then I back out and begin. I finished first, and then I backed out, and then I began. That is why he is God. So what are you trying to say? That you are a product already finished. You are finished. So, that's why he was God. Basically, he finished first. Everybody begin first and then try to see the end. God made sure that he finished you first before he begin. So he is God. I will put him, Pastor Tim, I will finish him. It will impact the whole nation. The whole nation is going to come to restoration, sure. Here's and there he back up and he said, Begin. That's God, but it's already finished, it's finished. And God starts talking, and He gives you dreams, He gives you vision because the dream. It's the, they screaming for destiny. The dream is telling you, that's who you are. And so now you guys see a big church, miracles happening, and you're involved on it, you're working on it, your gift is in the body of Christ, and, and you say, wow, look at that dream. And that's the, the dream is screaming on you. Saying, that's who you are. That's who you're going to become. But if I waste my life doing things that I don't supposed to do, I'm not going to get to the purpose. So God finished purpose. But he lived in the man's will. Well, 
It's your will. It's you want to get to that purpose. So purpose is a counsel. And the Bible say that it was, it was a meeting. The Holy Spirit, the Son, and the Father. Before the ancient time. Mm. Before the world began. And the Holy Spirit and the Son and the Father saying, well, we're going to create the man. And we're going to give them the free will. The Son say, well, if we give the man free will, they might decide against us. But I have a solution. If they fail, we will have to redeem them and the Holy Spirit. So what are we going to do? So the son said, well, I made sure I die now. Because if you die now, I can bring them back to us. That's why John and Revelation say, what did he say? The lamb that it was slain before the foundation of the war. Basically, Jesus finished first and then he began. So Jesus, he didn't die 2,000 years ago. He died before the foundation of the war. And then he began in the ancient time and then he died. And the cross. And what it does, it just brings him back to the Father. That is God, the one who we serve. I will say this and close with this your potential, you have to manifest it. This scientific proven that when a man and a woman in the cause they say there's 500 billion sperm going to a woman's womb fighting to see who's going who's going to get there first and guess who won you thank you Hey, stay up there, stay up there. <laughs> I love it. No, you hold on to it. Hold on to it. Amen. Yeah. You got to know something about this guy. This is his first time to preach in English. <laughs> That's why he was so nervous. <laughs> Go ahead and have a seat. I just want to just say thank you, Jose, for who you are and your heart. And Erica, you are a brilliant clap leader for your husband. Krista does that for me all the time. Good job. Good job, leading. And Jose, I want you to tell people a little bit. Just I want to interview you just for a minute because you've said some things to me that have helped me process what I think the Lord is up to. So you're from... Puerto Rico, and immigrated to the U.S., and this guy's testimony is powerful. Sometime you're going to have to hear that 
But you've told me that since coming to St. Joseph, there's such a need for Spanish-speaking people to have a church like Restoration. Tell the congregation about you know, the people that you're aware of that really don't have a home, uh, that don't feel comfortable, even in a Spanish-speaking church, which is wonderful. There are some great Spanish-speaking churches in St. Joseph, but especially the younger generation might be looking for something like this. Tell us about that. I think uh, I had a dream and vision here in St. Joe's, St. Joseph, Missouri. They, I know God is going to impact this community. Mm-hmm. I know it's coming. And he's going to do it on his way, on his way, yeah. not in our way. And I'll be talking to pastor and said, God put in my heart to give some service in Spanish too to share the love of restoration mm. to the whole nation and to the old people in San Joseph too. Which, which I told her, which is not gonna be just another church. We're gonna make the difference in San Joseph, Missouri. Mm. That's right. And from the time I got here, I just had the vision. I just had this dream that, that this place is just gonna be parked. It's going to be packed. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be no room for, for what's going to happen in here. And I hope and I pray to God for you to see it. That's right. Because if you see it, you will get those gifts out of you quicker. That's right. And that's what the passion God put in my heart mm-hmm. to, to share the gospel in Spanish in a platform that, that it can, we can be all together yeah. and share the gospel in so Spanish. Good. So good. You know, when, when Jose and Erica told us about the people that they know, even their own family, um, that don't really have a church home, that, again, they're looking for something kind of like what we have here. I mean, this really began to stir in me. So as God has begun to build our friendship and our relationship, you just got to know that, that these two already have shown such a heart, uh, not only to love and to serve me and Krista, but to serve this house. And when they go out, they really go out representing us as well. And they've been able to connect us to churches, Spanish-speaking churches in the region who have needs. And we've already been able to provide some sound equipment for a church, and I'm looking forward to more opportunities. But listen, we sent nine times you've sent a team to the Dominican Republic, to a Spanish-speaking nation, and I love that. And you heard the fruit of that today with Matt singing songs in Spanish. I love it when he does that because it, it makes me feel like I can speak Spanish too, right? <laughs> Even if my, my pronunciation isn't exactly correct. But you know what? There is a Spanish-speaking community here in St. Joseph that needs a church like Restoration. And what we're doing here is making a room for them, making a home for them. And God's brought us the man and woman who can help make that happen. And you know, we've already invested in the equipment that if Jose were speaking in Spanish today, you could, through your iPhone or Galaxy or Android, whatever it is you choose, with earphones, be able to hear him in English. We have that technology. It also goes the other way. If I'm speaking in English, they can be listening to me speaking in Spanish. Isn't that crazy? We have that technology right now in this house. It's already here. God is preparing us for that. And someday... We've got an Ethiopian translator right here in the house right now. That's what this guy did for a living in Ethiopia. He speaks three different languages. 
We could welcome the Ethiopian community into Restoration Church as well. It's like, you, do you see the setup? Like you said, it's already, that was so good. It's like, he's already done it. Now he's like, okay, now you get to live it out. You know what I thought about when you said that? I don't have my, uh, my iPad where you can see it, but what's the emblem of the apple? What's it look like? An apple. What's different about that apple? So that's a reminder. See, if we don't fulfill our purpose, the enemy has a plan for us too. It's a reminder. It's like we were born for more than this low-level living that, that Jose so awesomely portrayed to us today. Born for a purpose. I believe our purpose is to link up with this man and his bride and to see restoration go to another level this year. I'm ready to reach out beyond just us and see the nations. It's like... God's bringing the nations to us. It's good to go to the nations, but are you seeing God bringing the nations to us? I mean, just this month alone, West Africa, Puerto Rico, and now the Netherlands, it's like, okay, restoration, get ready, because it's happening. It's not coming, it's happening. It's already happening. So what I want to do in closing today is, Erica, would you mind coming up? I just, I want you to up here too. Come on, I know she's super embarrassed. Would you encourage Erica to get up here? <laughs> Krista, when she comes to <laughs> Again, you should have seen these guys with me up on the roof, New Year's Eve, blowing our shofar. <laughs> it was, yeah, she's confessing. Krista wasn't there. It was too cold for her. But, but I was just so blessed. You know, it's not easy to get on this roof. And you literally have to take the elevator to the top and then get a ladder and climb out this rickety door. There was ice on the roof. It was so cold. And yet these guys showed up. And I, again, I think it just shows their heart. Restoration, there's a reason why we've been connected to this couple. And I don't have it all figured out. But I just know what we do is we walk in the light that we've been given. And we take one step at a time. And what I said a while ago, what you refuse to honor will eventually exit your life. I, I refuse to not honor what God is doing in this house. I instead embrace and receive what God is doing in this house. Would you just stretch your hands out toward this couple? And I just want to pray over them. Because again, we're still trying to figure out, Lord, what are you saying? You know, what are you calling us to do? But I think we're already seeing the fruit. <laughs> we're seeing the green shoot come up through the ground. So Lord, I, I pray into that this morning. I thank you for Jose and for Erica. Thank you for Erickson, Lord, for this family you brought to us. And I know, Lord, that the desire of their heart was to find a place they could call home where they could be encouraged and blessed and sent out. Lord, making this a base for the operation of the ministry you've given them beyond this city. But Lord, I'm so grateful God, that we can be a part of what you're doing in them. And Lord, we also say, we have things, Jose, that we're to receive from you. It's not just that you, you need us, we need you. And I want you to hear that today. I want you to hear, first of all, from your Father in heaven, well done, good and faithful servant. You are my son that I chose, that I delight in. But Lord, I also say, it's right for us to recognize as a body, 
We need each other. We need people that don't look like us, sound like us, maybe not even speak the same language, but they love you and they bring strength to the whole. God, we repent for feeling like we don't need anybody else but us. We got it all together. Lord, that is such an arrogant attitude and we confess it and we repent of it in Jesus' name. And I ask God that you would heal your church, heal your body, God, to recognize, God, how desperate we are for the the complete strength that you bring when each part comes together and provides what it was created to provide. So Lord, we just say we receive and we're grateful for Jose and Erica, God. And I know some of the pain that they've walked through, some of the rejection that they've felt. So God, I'm grateful that in this place, they know that they're family, that this is home, that we love them, that we cover them, and not just bless them as they go, but we go together. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right? You're awesome, awesome. Oh man, that is so good. You guys, do you understand how, how precious this is? You know, again, it's not that we're the, the, the best show in town, the only show in town, the most spiritual thing on the planet. I'm not saying that, but I'm so thankful for what Jesus is doing at Restoration Church. And you realize he brought you here for a reason. You're not here just to fill a seat. You're here to engage in what gift and calling you have, as Jose said, that you would find your purpose and release that. That is my call as your pastor. I think it's pretty fun for me that this whole month of May, I'm not preaching one time. I didn't set that up. I kind of like it, you know, because I get to receive. But I get to create a platform and an opportunity for you to see the amazing thing that God has done in other people that he wants to flavor this house with. Do you understand what I'm saying? It makes us broader. It stretches us in a really good way. You know, we sing the song, right? How does new wine come about? Through the crushing. What else? Through the pressing. So you can say, yeah, I want, I want God to move. I want to be a part of the new thing. And God says, mm-hmm. Here comes the crushing. Here comes the pressing. But you know, and, and sometimes you look at the things you go through and you say, what good can come from that? And God says, I already had it figured out. I already worked it together for your good if you'll turn to me. Now it was interesting for me that through one of the most difficult times of my ministry, where I felt about <laughs> as low as, you know, as you can get. I was walking the Northern Irish Sea Coast, which sounds super romantic, but I was in a lot of pain at the time. And I was literally filling my tracks with my tears, just crying out to God, God, why? Why is your church so ornery and mean? <laughs> you know, Why are they rejecting me? I don't understand this. And here's what he said. He said, listen, this isn't about everybody else. This is about you and me. This is about me making you into the man of God I created you to be. And if you'll cooperate with the process, we can do something here. And he took me to John, the verse that says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces a harvest. He said, are you willing to die? He said, you've got to be willing to let go of all this stuff 
that's weighing you down, that's crushing you, that's pressing you. If you will yield to the process, I can do something with that. But if you refuse, guess what? You will remain alone. And I said, I know alone. I've been raised alone. I know what that feels like. Stu Weber, one of my favorite authors, says, alone is hell, and men weren't meant for it. And I say, yes and amen. We were meant to work together. Together. That's why it says on that volunteer board back there, better together. We walk together. And sometimes it doesn't feel good. Sometimes you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. Sometimes you're going to have to choose things that your flesh doesn't want to choose. But when you say yes to the purpose of God, Jesus said, when you lose your life for my sake, that's when you really are going to find it. Then you're going to come alive. Then this house will be jumping like it's destined to. Why not start now? Let's just start now. What do you say? Let's start the jumping now. Let's not wait until we're packed out. Guess what? When people hear what's going on here, they'll want to come. That's what's going to pack the house out. It's Holy Spirit. You're, you're the bait on the hook. You're just bait. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're just bait. You smell like it too. No, it's <laughs> That's what he's doing is he's preparing you as bait because he's going to send you out. Come on, send you out. And you're going to go fishing this week. And people, bait smells good to the fish. Oh, that's revelation right there. Sherry said that. There you go. Kudos to Sherry. This is a communal message today. We're all contributing. (laughs) He's going to send you out this week, and your scent, full of the Holy Spirit, is going to be attractive to the right fish, and they're going to just follow you. I say, where did you get that? I want some of that. And that's when this is going to get exciting. You know, we've already been being prepared. I'll tell you, (laughs) two weeks ago, this is crazy, I had a dream in Latin. I don't speak Latin. But in my dream, I saw the words. And I remembered them. I wrote them down on my phone before I went back to sleep. And I looked them up the next morning. And sure enough, those exact words with that exact spelling had a meaning. When you put these two words together in Latin, I said, my God, you are moving. We sang it earlier, oh, for a thousand tongues to sing the glory of the Lord. Come on, I'm ready to see a thousand tongues. All nations, all tribes, all languages coming together as the Father intended. What a beautiful thing. There's a reason why God sent Krista and I to Togo two times. Bishop Paul was on this platform. That just blows my mind. We've got a team again. Listen, this is, this is an interesting story. We'd gone to the DR probably three or four times. And I'd preached in the church there that was the host church for the orphanage. And I love to go into different cultures and I, I do what I need to do in that culture, right? In that, in that culture, this is taboo. You cannot have a tattoo. So I had to keep it covered the whole time. I had to wear a suit and tie. It's 150 degrees. It's like, you do what you have to do when you go into the culture, you honor the culture. But I'm preaching in the church that I'm looking out the door and I see People on the streets just, you know, milling about, but they're not coming in. And I figured out why. It's because they weren't dressed appropriately. They didn't have on a suit and tie. So the only people that were allowed in the church were the ones that had the right dress. And it broke my heart. We were driving through the streets of the city one day, and I saw the 
El Presidente Beer Company had a beer tent set up, like Trails West, right? Something like that. They had this platform with these cool lights and this band on it. I said, that's where we're going to go next year. We're going to go right there. Because if we can't go to the people because they're not dressed right, the people can't come to us because they're not dressed right, we're going to go to the people. So we raised the funds. Remember that? We raised the, We had a garage sale. Raised the money to rent a sound system, the lights, the platform, and everything. And Matt and the team came down, and we had Spanish worship. It was so cool because, of course, first of all, you know, we're, we're Westerners, and I don't know that they were, knew what to expect out of us. So immediately, Will whips out his cool synthesizer and starts doing the jam thing, right? And they're like, whoa. Or however you say that in Spanish, you know, el whoa. And then, and, and, then, and then Matt starts to sing in Spanish. And they're, I mean, Chris and I were in the back. They whipped out their phones and were starting to record. It was like, this is really good. Whoa, you know, it was, and it just was like they came alive. Over a thousand people off the street just came because they were drawn to the music, to the sound. Because we got out of our comfort zone, dared to learn some new things, spent some money, and did what we were called to do. Church, there's such potential here. That's why God's given us this. You know, I was, I was speaking to a couple of years ago. Um, the, I, I think her title is like the Spanish liaison for the school district. She came and visited our building. And I think, Michaela, did you set that up? I don't remember who set that up. Someone from the district set that up. She came in here and she looked around and she goes, this is perfect. My families will love this. Because oftentimes churches are so fancy and so you know, super nice that they don't feel comfortable coming in because they don't have the right clothes. And I said, listen, they're welcome at restoration. The problem is the language barrier. It's not a problem anymore. Come on. It's not a problem anymore. (laughs) I got to quit. Got to quit. This summer, okay, this is the Holy Spirit. This summer, we're going to experiment with a couple of preview services on a Sunday night in Spanish in this house. And I think it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, come on. You should be shouting. If you had the vision for what this could mean for our city, come on. There is no church like this for Spanish-speaking people. I'm just saying that. I'm not saying that disparagingly against any other church that has a Spanish-speaking service. I'm saying there's a unique thumbprint that is given restoration, and he wants us to give it away. Why should language be a barrier when he's already provided the resource for us to get over that barrier? Come on. So I want you to be praying into that. I want you to um, be listening. Um, We definitely are going to need volunteers, just like we do for a regular service. We'll teach you some phrases in Spanish. It would be awesome to learn a few things we could just say to welcome people. And then you can just stand back and sing watermelon, watermelon, you know, during the worship. And if we were able to have a translator, you could even be hearing what 
Pastor Jose is going to be preaching. I mean, I'm just telling you, God will so honor this if we give outside of ourselves. This is a part of our rising. It's a part of our call to arise in this season. We had our awakening. Now it's time to arise. Say amen. Say it's our time to arise. So do that. Get up. <laughs> do that. Thank you, Jesus. I want to pray. I'll tell you something else on my heart this morning. Speaking of nations, you know, I lived in Israel for a time, have such a heart for the, the nation of Israel. In the last two days, 400 rockets have been launched from Gaza. So from within the territory into civilian neighborhoods in Israel, 400 rockets. The last count I saw were three dead and many more injured. These are days when the church must be strong and the church must be the church. And today, as Jose said, and as I echo, are you ready to live your purpose? Because the church needs you. I can't say it any better than you did, Jose. It's already been finished. It's already been completed. You get to walk in it now. Will you walk in it? That's the question. Will you walk in it? Will you arise? Come on, let's pray. Jesus, I, I want to just for a moment here do what your word says. You said pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So God, we lift up that nation. You said I will bless those that bless her. I will curse those who curse her. We are among the blessers today, God. We aren't satisfied to read the headlines, stand on the sidelines, and just say, my, isn't that terrible? No, God, you have called us as the body of Christ to rise up, to stand against injustice, and we just say right now, no to the plans of the enemy in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, God, I say, Lord, would you stop those rockets in midair? Would you cause the, 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 uh, the engineering, the, the electrical wiring of those things to short circuit and they just fall harmless to the ground? We say no more loss of life, no more destruction, no more devastation. God, God of Israel, would you arise now with your strong right arm and would you show yourself strong on behalf of those people? And I pray, God, that because of your great deliverance, they would come to know Jesus as Messiah. Lord, that you would invade them, God, dramatically, even violently, Lord. You said the kingdom suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Lord, faith is a violent act. God, we choose to be people of faith today. We will not be those who sit down and just let it happen to us. We will make it happen, Lord. We will not be people of reaction. We will be people, men and women of action. God, today I just say, Lord, may your blessing fall on this word that was delivered today. May your blessing fall upon our heart as a church to say, God, send us to the nations and send the nations to us, Lord. We will be faithful, Lord. Make us faithful stewards of what you've entrusted to us. There can be no sleepers, God, on this train. We're all called to participate in the work, to be part of the mission, to fuel the vision, God, in whatever way, with our giving, with our sacrificial um, work, Lord, by laying down our lives, by being just kind in the community, to be a part of the solution and not just parrot the problem. 
Lord, this community needs a turnaround. We're tired of the shootings. We're tired of the drug abuse, God. We're tired of the gangs. We're tired of the depression, the mental illness, Lord. We say it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. Thank you, God, for bringing Jose and Erica and Erickson to us. And we say they are first fruits and there are many more following behind them. Make this a house for all nations, Jesus. You've placed us on the avenue of nations as it once was, so let it be again, Father. Every nationality, race, tongue, creed, and tribe drawn to the house of God. Keep your eyes closed if you would, your head bowed. Because listen, you'll never fulfill your purpose unless you know who you are. And you were born to be a son or daughter of the Most High. It is not true that we're all children of God. It's not true. We were all created by God. But sons and daughters voluntarily say yes to the relationship. God has already signed the adoption papers. He already has, but you have to put your signature on it today if you want to be part of the family. And we want you as part of the family. God wants you as part of the family. Will you accept his proposal today? If you've never said yes to Jesus, and you will today for the first time accept his offer, will you just slip up your hand because I want to pray for you before you leave today. Come on, don't leave this house. If you're not assured that you are a son or a daughter of the Most High, this is what it's all about. This is why we do this. If we never see you again, this is why we're here. So that you know you have a Father in Heaven who's crazy about you. So crazy that He sent His only Son to the cross to seal that work. So your adoption would be sure. Will you take Him up on the offer today and make sure that that sacrifice was not in vain? anyone today never said yes to Jesus show me your hand right now okay church look up at me nobody raised their hand so that tells me one of two things we got to pray harder for the people that are coming here so that in this atmosphere they can't resist and you need to invite people here look at these empty seats that missed out today on this moment, in this moment, our time together. Be good bait this week, okay? Let's just pray that. Once you lift your hands up, Father, say, Father God, make me good bait this week so that the fragrance of Christ <laughs> is all over me. And everywhere I walk, your word says, you have given me the territory Every place I put my foot, you said belongs to me. So everywhere I go, the kingdom goes. Father, I thank you that today you've created this house. You've prepared this house. And we're still in process, but I sense, God, that we're in a season where you're saying, arise. Arise, beloved. Arise. Wake up and rise up. I need you not just awake, I need you engaged. Father, with this week, you cause that truth to be reality to us. May we not leave that atmosphere when we leave this room 
But God, would you stay on us? Holy Spirit, sick us this week. Just stay right on our heels. Remind us continually everywhere we go that there are people who need Jesus in this community desperately. And you're going to connect us to them, Lord, as we're faithful and obedient servants to declare that message in Jesus' name. Can you thank heaven for an awesome day in the house today? Amen. Thanks for listening today. We'd love to have you visit us in person at 2nd and Francis at our 10 a.m. Sunday morning celebration. To support this online ministry or to get more information about Restoration Church, visit restorationstj.com. Thanks again for listening.